When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we are again, guys. Ronald Nesty here from Rock and Roll Heaven, right outside of Chicago at St. Charles, the Arcada Theater. And we are hanging and banging tonight, artists on lockdown with, again, some of the biggest stars in rock and roll. And tonight is no different than any other Thursday night. Along with my brothers, Carmine and Vinny, we are, we've got Tommy Thayer from KISS and Doug Aldridge from Whitesnake and Dead Daisies. It's going to be a great night of rock and roll. I want to bring these guys on for our April Fool's, I mean, April 1st show, uh, edition number 43. Let's bring my 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 brother. I love this guy. Uh, actually, I'm going to go with Carmine, uh, a piece first, the legend himself. Whoa. You're looking good, man. And I'm telling you, we've been talking earlier about you working out. It's really obvious. Uh, we need to have you like in a tank top or something, uh, no, no, that you can be. You could do Doug Aldridge in a tank top. Yeah, I know. I hate that guy when it comes to that. These guys that look like this. Hey, I, got, I noticed you got a, a nice setup there now. You got a new studio. I do. I've got my. I got my big. Uh oh. Did it go off? There we go. Am I on now? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Oh, good. I thought I didn't know how it works. Big mic. You got your big mic and a nice board in the back. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, so you got... built a little studio at the arcade. That's Absolutely, awesome. man. So wow. let's bring, because I, I understand you guys have been together, which is really cool. Uh, let's bring yeah. Vinny. Uh, there he is, Ron, Vinny Carmine. Let's bring Vinny, Vinny to the Bob's. microphone. So here he is. There he is. Uh, I tell you, look at that. I tell you what. Oh. Um, loin man, we like to call him. Um, <laughs> what's up, hey. man? How you doing? Good. Is it my imagination that on the intro, Carmine's got his name up? And then your name, and you didn't put my name on it. Ah, uh, it's got to no, be your imagination. Your imagination. Your imagination. You yeah, I got to check that. I so check next that. time so you guys are, are going to be together, call me. I, I would have flown out there. I swear I would have. That would have been a lot of no, fun. I, oh, oh, I made meatballs right. and, and uh, 
and uh, yeah. we we made sauce and the whole thing. Oh, so sauce now, oh, okay. Well, that explains why you didn't invite me because oh. you didn't want to be. I, right. I get it. Okay. We, we had regard. We had everything. So you know, we I talk about being, we talk about you know our Italian American show, right? So yeah. I made a shirt because you know, I mean, I get I got this shirt made. <laughs> I know you see they put me on the cover of our Italian American magazine. So That's I thought I would you. make Look a shirt like this, and that would really bust, you know, Vinny. But then I decided yeah, I'm not going to do that. So you know how we t we we do our we honor our guests. So this is my eighth try. So I put this together, and I don't know if, if Tommy's going to oh, notice the difference. Nice, that's um, a good shirt. Man. Well, I don't that's know. If, I spelled, mean, you spelled it wrong. I know it's supposed to be sick. <laughs> um, I uh, I hope he the thing is you don't want to mess with their with their merchandise. You know, if Gene sees this, I could be a lot of trouble. So that's right. you think Tommy be cool with this? Tommy, I mean, well, let's, see, let's see. What, Let's see when it comes on. Gene might say he wants some money for it. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's let's bring, our <laughs> let's bring our guest uh, to uh, the microphone here. First of all, of course, uh, member of Kisses 2002, uh, took the place of Ace Frehley's lead guitarist for one of the biggest bands in rock and roll history, Kiss. Mr. Tommy Thayer is with us tonight. There he is, yeah. Tommy. Hey, Tommy. So, Tommy, do you think um, uh, Gene would have a problem with this? He might. You know, that's a <laughs> that's a fully trademarked logo and uh, imagery there. I think you got to be careful. And I see you have a lightning bolt and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah. Some, I don't know. I just I feel I see we do this. I, I usually make shirts out in honor of our guests. And Vinny always busts my chops. They usually look a little bit better than this. And um well, you know, first of all, I want to bring let's let's bring our other guest, uh, Doug Aldridge. Uh, you know, from White Snake, of course, uh, in Dio, a lot of great stories. Uh, let's, there's Douglas, and uh, he's never looked what a mane he's got. All right, there you go. Oh, that's now you're the, in the spirit. You're the guy that's known with a great mane. I don't know that we're talking about that. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, I've got a lot of things in common with this horse right here. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, just, just you, have, you have a purple cape, you mean? Is that what you mean? No, no. Actually, a purple <laughs> no. cape. Capes are coming back, I think. I think capes should come back. I think that Gene's got a cape, so everyone could wear a cape. Gene's got I one. got a cape. I got Alice a cape. Cooper's got a cape and a cane. Yeah, I got my vanilla fudge cape from 1968, and it has purple satin lining. Nice. 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 Hey, man. It's in nice. New York. We all need a little James Brown in our life, right? Who's the, the king of capes? Yeah, man. The king of capes. James oh, Brown. that was a robe, wasn't it, on it, stage? It was actually yeah. a cape he would put, the guy would cape, put on yeah. and... It was spent. The guy yeah. made a career of put of following James Brown and putting a cape on his back. Yeah. yeah. So um, awesome. I didn't want. I figured. I figured this is April first. Hey, so what? I figured. Um, Wait a minute. Hold on. I want to get. I'd like to buy one of those shirts. That's pretty see, cool. See, see, Vinny. You're always right? busted by chops. <laughs> see. You know, usually I when know. I do this, I gotta find a shirt that I really don't like to cover. Uh, you know, I put the logo on, and um, and I found one that I, I really couldn't stand. This worked out well, and uh, I just want to make sure this just didn't. Oh, damn it! Oh, um, I um, I, now that's a shirt. Look at that. Shirt. So I, I like the tape. I, I really like that. What are you tape, talking uh, about? Imitation. The imitation tape. Thing that it looks like across. my ears. <laughs> so oh, I'm, I'm calling my lawyer. Got, it's like headphones. 
I know. Yeah. So <laughs> April Fool. Fun, yeah. See, I'm sorry, April Tommy and, and Doug, you're probably like, these guys are a bunch of numbskulls, but there's a long 43-week story behind all of this. So we'll tell you about it later. But once again, thank you for joining us on Hanging and Banging, yeah. Artists on Lockdown. Got it, and it just, it's an honor to have you guys here. Oh. Yeah, man. No, uh, cool. You're lucky I'm, I forgot it was April Fool. I, I thought for sure. <laughs> All day yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, what could God. I do? What could I do? This is the best I can come up with. This and the and the, and the kiss shirt this is the best thing I can come up with. I thought for sure. Ah, uh, yeah. Vinny was too busy this week. That's I'm why. very disappointed. Cooking, yeah. cooking his meatballs and shit. <laughs> very disappointed. Yeah. Um, you know we're artists yeah. on lockdown. Obviously, this all came about with this whole crazy COVID thing. And and uh, but I also know I noticed uh, uh, Doug that you've been doing some things called lockdown sessions. Uh, what, yeah. Tell us what that's all about. Well, it was just trying to trying to keep. You know, we had finished up a, a new. We've got a new album that's out, The Dead Daisies. It's called Holy Ground. Wait, yeah, man. Let me ch- show you show you what it looks like. Look at that purple wow. shiny. Nice. Look at that. He's got a copy Feature, right there, featuring yeah, nice. Glenn Hughes, and it's freaking awesome to work with him. He's my bro, and uh, like you guys yeah. all are. So we, yeah. we we had finished the record, and then the lockdown hit and it was like, okay, they were going to put the brakes on everything. And we just wanted to find a way to kind of keep connected with the friends and fans that were supporting us. And so we started doing these, like everybody you know, those kind of homemade videos. And, yeah. and then eventually uh, a couple of them, they turned out pretty cool, but the audio really on the phones was really cool. And I just happened to chuck it into pro tools and kind of did a little rough mix on it. And they decided, let's just put it out. So, yeah, it's like the way we we did that. The, the track that played, you know, the intro, was what me and Vinny did that. I did my drums on my phone. I really like that iPhone. track, actually. By the way, wow. it's yeah. really it's yeah, really cool. It. Yeah, and, and you hear I'm on the right or the left or I don't know who's on what, but I didn't. Vinny did his on in the studio. I didn't have a studio at the time, so I just said I'll put it on my iPhone because I really like the sound of the drums on the iPhone. So so Is we it sent it to Artie. Yeah. yeah, we sent it to Artie. I mean, we didn't have a studio like you got there, Ron, behind you. you know? <laughs> nice studio. And, and, and uh, you know, but it's, it came out great, really good. Well, you so know, know what um, you, mean. you guys got to hear it. 30 Days in the Hole, the Humble Bike cover, freaking oh, outstanding. The, especially oh, no, I mean, the, YouTube between the guitar and Glenn's vocals, freaking outstanding. Thanks. I love Glenn. Thanks. Yeah, Glenn. Glenn, yeah. Glenn. That was actually Ronnie's favorite singer. Glenn Hughes. Really? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie and Chris, Glenn were super tight, right, Vin? Glenn, Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. Glenn was yeah, his favorite. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, um, that's how I met. That's how I met Glenn, really, was from, I think the first time was up at Ronnie's house. Oh, really? Yeah. Glenn is, you yeah, guys I met, know. I met Glenn, I met Glenn in 1974 when he joined Deep Purple. That's awesome. You know, when he was, we were all friends and... Uh, they played Long Island, and I used to go backstage and hang out. I even I had a drum studio then, and I used to take videos of Ian Pace from you know, right behind stage, right there playing. Tommy, and uh, it was great. Have, have you ever jammed with Have you ever jammed with Glenn before? No, I haven't. Uh, but I, you know, I, I'm a huge. Awesome. Uh, you know, uh, you're talking about when Burn came out. That, that was one of my favorite Deep Purple albums, and I loved. You know, yeah. when they brought Dave Coverdale mm-hmm. and. Glenn Hughes in, but I've never had the, I mean, I know Glenn, but I've never had the opportunity to play with him. Dude, his, his bass playing is just insane. If you, if you're in a band with him, you could be just a trio, you 
and Vineyard Carmine and him, and it would just be like a dream. Yeah. His bass tone, you don't, you don't, you don't even need another instrument. That bass is like yeah. got a, a zip code or an area code of its own. It's massive. Yeah, we, we were going to do a band with me, him, and Danny Johnson back oh. in like 1979. That would have been Danny, bad enough. And, Danny, Johnson, and then, Danny Johnson's a fantastic guitar player. Mm -hmm. He is. Yeah. And, uh, Vinny had a band with him at Axis, yeah. you know. I remember. Yeah. I, saw, and, I, and, I saw that. Wasn't Rick Derringer in the band too? Or was that no, that was afterward. Then Rick recruited us oh. and we did Derringer, but uh, with a different bass player. Well, Kenny Aronson. Danny. Kenny yeah. Aronson. Yeah, named Danny. So. Hey, hey when, uh, after, after Ronnie passed, right after we did a show in, in London, a big festival, Heaven and Hell, and Glenn sang with us. Yeah. And, he, and we rehearsed with him, and it was the weirdest thing because we played Heaven and Hell. The song. Yeah. Weird. And we're playing and we're going, this feels really weird. And then Glenn starts singing. Wow. And it was so weird because it wasn't that Ronnie, you know. Yeah, yeah. And even though Glenn ripped it up, I mean, it was just amazing. But well, yeah, the weirdest feeling. I mean, yeah. Ronnie, man, what? Every time I hear him on the radio and with you, especially, I was in, in the car the other day with my daughter. She's like five. And, and, and um, Last in Line came on. And it was just like, I go, wait, Ruby, check this out. Wait till this hits. And she, we were just rocking out, man. She's, she's like a rocker. And your drum sound, cool. so your, your drums and his voice, well, everything was great. Jimmy and Vivian, yeah, all that Jim, stuff. But Jimmy Bain was great on that, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy was a simple player, but he, he just he anchored it. He down. locked. He locked. Yeah. Which so, allowed me to go a little more mm -hmm. crazy, you know, with fills and stuff. So Ron, I, that, I go, I go, I go way back with all these guys though. I mean, I first met Carmine when my band Black and Blue first moved to LA, yeah, back in '83 and eight or '84, and we were at a club like the Troubadour. And I swear to God, here comes Carmine, a piece, you know, he comes walking in, legend, uh, <laughs> and he starts yeah. talking to us and he befriends us and he's really, really friendly and super nice. And I, 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 and we're sitting there thinking, wow, I can't believe he's yeah. talking to us, you know, nah. and yeah, he awesome. was. I'm not just saying it; he was the nicest. The, 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 the most approachable, down to earth guy, and 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 uh, we just loved that's you for a, it. It's a good thing I didn't meet you now. Yeah, he's a prick <laughs> yeah. now. I know. I heard you've changed even, a little bit. And, that you know, was unusual. Even then, that was unusual. Shut up, yeah. you. Shut up. But you know what? Well, wait, wait, wait. Let's get let's get back to Ronnie. Wait a minute. When I played with Ronnie, that was so cool, and the feel it inspired people to make shirts of me. <laughs> but I was just gonna lead in. Uh, Vinny, Ron. I was going to lead into that. So the next year when we got a record deal, we, we did our first tour. And some of the very first tour dates we did was opening for Dio. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Oh, really? That's oh, awesome. yeah. Black and Blue. Black I think we did some gigs together with King Cobra as well. Yeah, yeah. Black and Blue. And then I've known We him. were nice, right? And then we, let's talk about uh, Doug. Doug, you know, I, I, f I found Doug, remember when you were Burning Rain, a uh, Japanese band, and I was doing my guitars. Doug turned me on to the manager, got me my deal. And I said, hey, don't put that dude, on you me. Got, you, you got, no, no, no. I said, you got, you got to play on the record, dude. So uh, no, this was I, 1995. I think, but right before that, or somewhere around that time, I got the best story of Carmine. And just to, to say, Tommy, you're right. Carmine's super nice. As nice as Carmine is, Vinny is like, he's like a mean guy, man. Like, until you get to know him, he's, he's like, I was afraid. No, Vinny, I jammed with you in 1990 with Ronnie, remember? <laughs> Yeah, I was afraid yeah. to, to to look at you because I was like, 
fuck, man. Vinny Aski. <laughs> because he makes these horrible faces when he plays. No, he's a, he looks like a tough guy. He's from the, <laughs> from, from the old country. Hey, anyway. You had to pass the test. You had to pass the Italian test. Me and Ronnie were Italian, so you were up front there. I, go, I don't know about this guy yet. Yeah. <laughs> until, you got a couple, until we went and got a couple Guinnesses in us, and then it was all good. But, yeah. But no, I was, at, I was at home. It was, um, I, I went to a con, I went to see, I forget, we went to see, I went to see Jeff Beck, I think, with, um, with Carmine, right? Did I go with you, Carmine? Uh, yeah, 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 you went once with me, right? And, and then, and then, and then I, it was at the Greek theater, at the Greek theater, I Right, think? and then I go home, yeah. and if Carmine takes me backstage, I got to meet Billy Gibbons, Carlos Santana, all these guys, and then I go home, and it's like, you know, midnight, I'm in bed, and the phone rings, and it's Carmine, he goes, hey, Doug. What are you doing? I go, I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes, what are you hey, if you want, why don't you come down to the Sunset Marquee? Because Jeff's here and we're hanging out. And I'm like, sheets just went flying, you know. <laughs> I got out of bed. I got dressed. Yeah. I got my car. I remember seeing you in the elevator with Jeff. And he, he did, he's pretty shy, I think. He didn't really, he was more yeah, interested. Yeah, very, very introverted, very shy kind of guy. But uh, that was one, that was around the first time I met you, Carmine. Was that was yeah. you introduced me to yeah. Jeff, and I was like, "Now that's a good cat right there." Yeah, but that must have been. Was that after we did the uh, album? After you played on Katazus? I'm not sure, but around, that, that I was didn't know you much before that. You did one I, 2003. I, I, I think you did another one. What 2006 or nine? Me? Me? No. No, this was 95. Yeah, it was 95. He played on 95, mm -hmm. and I I originally asked him to go to Japan. Right, and you couldn't do it because uh, I got Mitch Perry instead, and uh, oh, okay, yeah, and that's when I met him. And then, then I said I was looking for a deal. He goes, "I got a guy that can do a deal in Japan." You turn me on to Warren, yeah, you know, and he got an unbelievable deal. I made, you know, amazing records and some of the best records I made on those two records. And Doug was on the, one of the first album. He was one of the first guys I got, you know. And uh, I still remember that studio over off of uh, Wilcox. We went. Remember that place? Wilcox. It was in Hollywood. Oh, we oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 Wilcox. Western. Western, okay. Off sorry. of Western. Yeah, yeah, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike's studio. Had a trident board. Yeah. We went, we were all analog. Yeah. I got some killer drum sound there. And Tony Franklin on bass. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know, it was badass. And those, those records still hold up today. They really sound great. Absolutely. I know. You know? Doug, do you remember when we met? Yes, Tommy. I remember. I was. I was. I think I might have been at your first show in Los Angeles, and I remember you guys came out and you were doing this thing all to, in sync, and I had never. And it was great songs, um, but you guys, I had never seen that thing before, and it was just like these guys are like a polished machine, man. It's like they're good, and you got a kill. You got a great deal, right, with Geffen or somebody? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So, but so then, but I, I, I met but you. I, Later, though, I mean, we actually. Well, I remember we, used, yeah, we used to see each other at mates a lot. Yeah, and then mates. We, oh, and then we jammed one time. Mates. Remember we jammed yeah. you and um and um Todd. And it was um who was, who did we jam with that one day? The bass player. Uh, uh, Todd Jensen. Todd, yeah, Todd, Todd. What's Todd Jensen? Anyway, black black and blue was probably one of the very first bands to actually rehearse at mates way back, and uh, Doug had his band Lion there many many times. Lion, oh yeah, lion. Right. We, uh, everybody yeah. in this whole world. Hey, hey, Ron, I'm sorry, you're not asking any questions. I, I, you know what? I know when to sit back. We got too much to talk about. <laughs> I, we haven't well, seen. I, I, I remember lion, right? 
No, what, that was the place. That, that's the place that everybody in the world has rehearsed there, or or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then, but the first time I heard, I think I saw you. Um, that both of you guys was at Third Encore, or not Third Encore. Yeah. It was um, Vinny and Carmine. Carmine, you were playing with. I was rehearsing with Hurricane at. I guess it was Third Encore, and it was uh, you were with. Who Blue was I Mur playing with? Blue Murder. Oh, Blue Murder. Yeah, I was third encore. And then that, that same yeah. room was the room that I was working in was where I jammed with Vinny the first time. Right. Right. That's funny stuff, right. man. I mean, I remember Mates. Good memory. When I was, I was, when after I got my King Cobra deal with Capital, I bought a motorhome. And instead of renting a bus, I figured, let's do a motorhome this way you can always have it. Yeah. So I was painting it. And Ozzy was there auditioning drummers. Right, and he came up to me, and you know, Sharon had just fired me and all that. And she told me my name was too big. I got to get my own band, and here it is. I had my own band, King Cobra. So Ozzy comes over and says, "Hey, I hope you you're not mad at me. I know you and my missus have a problem." I go, "Nah, man, I'm not. I'm not mad at you." So he goes, "What are you doing?" I was at the time paint painting the motorhome. We had two roadies that were painters, so I, I was putting the masking tape on the windows with some brown paper. So he goes, "Hey, Carm, what are you doing?" I told him. I goes, "He goes." You need a hand? I go, sure. So I put Ozzy up on a ladder, and we're oh, both great. taping up the windows, you know? And I just got a kick out of it. I said, Oz, don't fall, you know, because you know how Ozzy is, you know? And and then uh, he said, what are you doing here? I said, well, I got my new band, King Cobra, that Sharon told me to you know, put together, and we were about to go in and rehearse, and we're going to run the show down. He goes, oh, I'd love to see it. <laughs> okay, come on in. So I brought Ozzy in. And he was one of the first guys to ever see a, a King Cobra show before we went out on the road <laughs> at Mates in the big room, you know. Well, how did, Tommy, how did you? How did you actually? Oh, sorry, Ron. No, no it's, it's quite all right. Like I said, I know when to sit back. I love. Let, I like. I like the wick. Let the let the explosion happen, man. No, no, go ahead. Go. But no, you know, I just I think it was really cool. A lot of people don't maybe may or may not under know this. You know, a lot of people join bands. They go through the audition process. But you were part of the whole Kiss operation before you actually took the guitar. I mean, you were doing videos. You're doing. Tell us all about how that whole behind the scenes uh, situation happened. Well, you know, it goes way back because one of our, when we first went on the road, Black and Blue, one of our tours also was opening for Kiss, and that's when I met Gene and Paul, actually, back in the early, I don't know, mid-80s. Mid and so, uh, you know, and then Gene produced a couple of our records, and uh, after Black and Blue ran its course, um, they just, they asked me if I wanted to come work for them, just behind the scenes, uh, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's crazy, but, but I, how, how did that happen? How did the whole transit transition to take over for ace i mean did they actually formally say look we got an idea here or did it just kind of evolve it, it really was a slow process because you know i was around and, and and when they did the reunion tour and all that kind of stuff i was around helping you know rehearsing and then when they did the psycho circus record which was kind of the reunion record they had some kind of issues with ace and peter where they had couldn't come to an agreement so gene paul said you know why don't you just come we want you to come play guitar and do the guitars on the album and they you know it was on the down low at the time and uh so i did that yeah. and then you know so i was just around they knew i could do it you know and and so when it came to the point where ace just wasn't you know going to be there anymore for whatever reason i was just kind of the natural guy to do it and you just kind of walked in yeah I mean, it, it was, uh, there's no audition or anything. I mean, I was just. Well, a, you know, it, sometimes that happens. We had a roadie with Vanilla Fudge that played bass. And one time uh, 
something happened that uh, Mark Stein got sick, so our bass player played keyboard, so he went to the keyboard, and the roadie just took over the bass part, you yeah. know? Yeah. And now he's in Cactus, and he plays with me and Vinny, and he's an awesome bass player. Yeah. You know, you know Doug, you had kind rocks. of a similar situation with Dio. It's not like you had this big audition process. You kind of, from what I understand, you kind of looked around, all of a sudden you were in. Well, it was, it, it was a long process, too. It felt like a long process. I had done, see, I had met Vinny and, and Ronnie and Jimmy, Claude, and we had jammed together, and, and they were looking for someone around 89, and I, I, I was flattered to be offered a job with them, but I wasn't ready. I was really immature, you know. I wasn't ready to leave my band. I was. We were all living together in one apartment, and, like, my, my cabinets were our breakfast table, and my cabinets were the furniture, you know. So when we'd play a gig, so we were living together. I, was, I just didn't feel right. I wanted us to make it, you know, like, and it just wasn't in the cards. And which, which band Which band was that? That was Lion. That was Lion, right? Lion, yeah. okay, Lion. So we were, we were trying, We you know, and, but, um, Ended up that Mark Edwards, our drummer, got hurt, and that then it was the end of the band. But by that time, you guys, Dio had already got um, Rowan, and which is Rowan's a great player, and uh, it was great, you know. So that was, but uh, later down the road, I did. I, I always thought that Jimmy, especially Jimmy, was pissed off at me for not doing it, and really? and Vinny too, because look at him, he's look at his right now. He's like, I I can see through the computer. He's like, hey, you know what? You know what? You know why? Because Ronnie and I talked it over, and we said we'd move into your apartment with you and the rest of the band. <laughs> that, nobody told me that. I, that would have been good. Yeah. But and so you, you still didn't do it. Eventually, I had this session I was doing with Jimmy, and, and I was kind of a little nervous about doing the session with him because I thought he might, you know, fucking Doug, you know. And, uh, but he was super nice. He goes, hey, Ronnie's looking for a guitar player. And, and it took a little while, but um, eventually yeah. we met back at, a pub. We was, I, the last time I saw Ronnie was at a pub in Burbank, and then this time it was at a Robin Hood pub um, down from my house. And he goes, "So Doug, do you want to play a solo or two on the record?" I go, "No, I want to, Jimmy. I want to. I want to do all the guitars, and I want to be in the band. I'm ready to go, man." It was so. It's like ten years later, oh, kind of. Not great, great. And and what happened? It's funny you mentioned you mentioned Rowan. I just signed a new deal with Cleopatra for King Cobra record. <laughs> and the two guitar players don't want to do it. So I got Rowan is one of them. We're going to use Rowan. And, uh, Rowan's such a and great player. And the other player. guy, uh, 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 Robbie Lochner. We got Robbie playing as well. I've heard of him. I don't know him, but but I know he yeah, must he's be good. good. He's really good. We played with Vin, Me and Vinny did a Drum Wars gig with him somewhere, and then he sent me some stuff. I said, wow, this guy's really good, you know. Good stuff. Rowan is he, great. He, he thought I was scary, stuff. too. Doug. We all do. He thought I was mean. We all fear yeah. you, Vinny. We all fear you. <laughs> Carmine's the teddy bear. You're freaking Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I gotta so, say, so I just gotta say one thing though is that you two drummers, you know, we all do our thing, but you guys are legendary for the sound. Like in the same way that that Van Halen is legendary for his guitar, you guys got your legendary drum sounds individually yeah. that are different yeah. from each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, mine's Thank better. You. Well, I don't understand why. Wait. So <laughs> well, I mine never goes out of style, so I don't know. The last His name, the, the pronunciation of the last name, is that's kind of a little bit, we're, we're all kind of still wondering about that. Why? Oh, Vinny, you want to tell him about the last name? Well, because, <laughs> oh, because uh, my father, my, yeah. 
it doesn't work like that. I my know. My father said apathy, and we grew up apathy. He got in the business. He was apathy. There's a, a live vanilla fudge. It was record Beck Bogut, he, Beck Bogut, and apathy. It was. Well, on the right. vanilla fudge record, it's live. They introduced some Carmine apathy on the drums, and he did a right. solo, which wasn't very good anyway. No. My <laughs> solos were way better. And then, uh, and then he goes and plays with Rod, and he starts playing all these ballads and love song shit. And he changes his name to a yeah. piece because Rod yeah. can't. I couldn't figure That's it out. That's because I had I had a piece of the number one records we made. <laughs> okay, okay. And I thought it sounded like a piece a piece of pizza or a piece yeah. of cake. I, I'm not changing my name. Well, you know. So I say what then, then the other side of the story is when I joined Rod, he said, "Look, we're going to be playing in front of twenty thousand people every night, maybe five nights in one place, Vinny, and <laughs> doing ballads." And then uh, he said, you know, uh, when you do your solo, I want to say your name. You're like five different people. A piece, apathy, a peachy, all this stuff. Patchy. So, <laughs> so, so how do you say, how, how do you want to say it? So most people said a piece, and I used to correct them. I said, I told them that. So then Ludwig did an ad, everyone wants a piece of a piece in all the rock magazines. So we run with that. Everything was great until he comes out with Black Sabbath. And, he's and, then, and then we played to 21,000 people six nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> he trumped them. But, you know, doing this show, guys, another little-known fact about these brothers blew my mind because it's still, after 43-whatever weeks, it's still, I get it mixed up. They throw another wrench in the whole thing. There's a third brother named Frank, and he, his last name's different. A peach. You believe that? Yeah, Literally. All the, three of them. Just, hey, we, we were with him yesterday. We told him we're going to put him on the show, one, one show, just to, just to do the, the whole thing with the name. Wow. Yeah, he's a peach. That's the Italian. <laughs> that's probably the right. That's the correct old school way, right? A peach, yeah, right. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. A peach. Hey. We actually met yeah. a in Italy. We met some sort of woman who had the same last name. She said she was related somehow, and she said a peach. Yeah, yeah. it seems right. Yeah. Hey guys, every yeah. week we're doing this thing called hanging and banging, like you're on tonight, and we want to tell everybody out there: you gotta subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're doing this show for you. We want your questions. We got the chat room open. Let us know your questions at the end of the show. We'll ask our guests special questions, but we need you to subscribe, like, share, help us push this show because people are loving it. We know you're loving it. Subscribe. I'm going to see everybody who subscribes in the next half hour. Guys, once again, thank you for being with us. All these great, we got a lot of great questions coming in. Um, Tommy, you know, obviously you're in black and blue, 2002, you joined Kiss and they're playing freaking crazy arena shows like monster crowds. And, uh, did you ever have a, a like a freak out moment? Like, holy shit, you know, anything like that? No, no, no. You know, I've been doing this a long time. I mean, people think I'm kind of new, but you know, I've been doing this professionally for a long time, just mm -hmm. almost as long as these guys. Well, not quite as long as Carmine, but, uh. Nobody's as long <laughs> Nobody. as Carmine. That's right, and you remember right. that, buddy. He was and great. Way, to, he was great to Glenn Miller Orchestra, Carmine. Yeah, I was. Really. <laughs> but, you know, but really, the way you know I got involved with Kiss, it was such a long, kind of gradual process. It wasn't uh, you know, like a sudden thing where I was just you know taken aback or something. I was just you know it just it was a smooth, long transition. Well, you know, it's funny when you play the big arenas. You know, I don't know if you, how you guys feel. When I played all the big arenas with Rod, you only could see so far. Yeah. You know, you can't see the one, you can't see anybody up in the rafters. You can see it, you know, like the first 50 rows. So that's where you make your contact. So really, yeah. it's not like you're, 
it's almost like you're not playing that big place. You're concentrating on the, the people in the first 50 rows. Or that's, that's true. You know, sometimes I tell people, you know, a lot of times if I'm doing acoustic guitar at home with, you know, a group of people at, you know, a dinner thing or something, if there's, I get a little more nervous sitting down with 10 or 15 <laughs> people than I do yeah. getting in front of 20,000 people. It's the weird, weirdest thing. Do you guys feel the same, same way? Yeah. Especially well, when I play guitar, acoustic guitar, <laughs> yeah. I can't play shit. I was just going to say that. You'd never heard Zero. Vinny play guitar. <laughs> well, you know, we love no, you're, right, you're right. People are right there, and it's a different thing. You know? yeah. It's like They're doing right. drum clinic. When you do a drum clinic, yeah, you, know, exactly. you teach and you're going in, you know, you got maybe 150 people, and you're like, you know, you get more nervous than going out on a big stage when you got everything. Because number one, when you're doing a drum clinic, is you, you, you pretty much don't have your equipment. Mm -hmm. No. You know, you're playing something else and, and something's not right, you know. Yeah. yeah. But but I know I, you, you just play for the first few people. Yeah. I was locked into like three or four people in the front row yeah. and zero into eye, <clears throat> eye contact. It's funny. I know? had like three or four hundred people at my clinics. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> oh, <this is> always <laughs> busting shops, these guys. Always I busting shops. Oh, Vinny. <laughs> oh, Vinny, I'm going to give you a crack later on. The big brother. You gotta do. A, sure. You gotta. You gotta do a bloopers one, Ron. A bloopers. You know one what? We we need to do that. Our, our, how about this, a guys? Our, a what? A what? A blooper, a blooper show. show. Oh, blooper! You're right. That'd be awesome. Well, That's a good. Half idea. the time, our entire show is a freaking blooper, Doug. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. we got some material. Um, Doug, you know, hey, Ron, I, it was fun. Uh, Ron, it's. I think it's that time we got to show everybody who's on next week. You want to do that? Yeah, See, we're, so we're usually, learning here. We have a new thing. Yeah, we have, usually it's right in the middle of the show where we are about now. All right. So we have a special okay. commercial that was done with our two stars, oh, yeah, yeah, Carmine right. and Vinny. I'm really, we, I haven't seen watch. it, so I'm really anxious to see it. Let's check it out. Who will be on next okay. week? Hey, it's Carmine Apice here. And Vinny Apice, not a piece. That's right. It's not a piece. Anyway, we're here for Hanging and Banging. We're here to tell you about our show on April 8th. Yeah, and it's uh, April 8th, and we have some great guests. Yeah, who do we got? Um, Gilby Clark from Guns N' Roses. And John Payne from Asia. And it's going to be a lot of fun, as all the shows are. Going to be cracking jokes and all that. Nope. So find it on Artists on Lockdown on Facebook. Just go get there and put in Hanging and Banging, and you find it. Or on YouTube. Yeah. How many Vinny apiece? Or, or, you, on or you could uh, check the TV Guide, too. Yeah, TV guy. So, TV we'll see you there. April 8th, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Hanging and banging. See ya. Well, I tell you what, man. You guys are freaking naturals. That sounded good. That was that was good. Those guys are both Those guys are both great guys. Great. That's going to be a cool show. Hey guys, we'll be right back after a few messages from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to our Hanging and Banging podcast. I'm Ron Onesti here with Vinny Apice and, of course, the legendary Carmine Apice. You two guys have very interesting family stories. One, uh, Doug, I'd like to ask you because it comes up a lot. 
Um, yep. You know, you're, you're rocking with White Snake. You decide to be a little bit more with your. You need some more time with your son, and that was one of the deciding factors. You leave in White Snake. Yeah, it was just you know. I mean, we we had done a bunch of work, and I I was really proud of it, and I had a it was, I had a blast playing with David. I mean, he's like he was like my big bro, you know. Um, and and we we and I was really proud of what we did, but he, we were we were kind of taking a break, and we had. Um, it's funny you brought up John Payne on the show because John Payne called me around Christmas time um, after a, a tour had wound up, and I just wanted to be with my boy. You know, I've been away for a, like basically the whole year with White Snake, and he goes, "Hey, I got this show in Vegas. It's a really kickback thing. You know, it's with Howard Leese and, and a bunch of guys." Oh and, yeah, the, the rock vault with Paul Shotino. Yeah, the rock and, vault. yeah, yeah, and and he goes, "It's great. You, you could put your, you know, we could." take your white snake live rig and bring it and you could play it any time of day or night you want. But then we do a two hour show and you basically just stay in the hotel. So I, basically I just, I went there with my boy and then eventually my, my girlfriend came who's now my wife, but um, we had a blast, you know, I was like, I was still playing, but I was with my son all the time. I, he'd come to the show every night and uh, yeah. he, he, he was oh, just, cool. look, here, I'll show you. He he would he would go on stage and and do it, oh. <laughs> kind oh, cool. of jam out. He would jam out with me, and I was just I was it was going great. And then David said, "Hey, I'm gonna do this Deep Purple record," and I was like, "Cool, I'll come out. I can come like you know three or four days a week, something like that." And he goes, "No, no, no. I need you. I really want you to move here because, um, you know, I need I need you here full time to do this." And I Where's went. Where's that, Marino? Yeah, Reno, Reno, Reno Tahoe, and Tahoe. Tahoe, Tahoe. Tahoe. But, oh, Tahoe, Tahoe. And I, I yeah. wanted to do it, but I knew if I was going to do it, then I'd be like behind the computer and playing guitar all day. Every like we would work seven days a week. So I just I was like, David, I love you, man. I I just got to take. I need time with my boy. That's it. I, he he needed me. He was four years old, and as you guys know, you know, yeah, man. Boys need their dad. We all need I get our dad. it. I get yeah. it. I get Love it. Love to hear great dad stories in rock and yeah. roll because there's a lot of them. There's there's a lot of anti great dad stories yeah. out there. So and speaking of great dad stories, uh, Tommy, you got to tell us about Sierra and how that whole thing uh, evolved. Yeah, you know, a lot of people. I don't know if any of you guys have heard, but I found out I I found out I have a daughter last summer. Uh, wow. I, I, was, awesome, man. I, was, I was I was married for many years, never had any kids, and so I kind of thought that window of opportunity had passed me by. But uh, through 23andMe, actually, a, a second cousin of mine was in contact with Sierra, and she's 31 years old. So this wow, man, this all took place, you know, 88, 89. It's my daughter's. Uh, my daughter's 31. Yeah, and she's you know, it's just <clears throat> wow. This is, this is the most incredible thing. It's just a blessing, and it is. Uh, she's she's just a beautiful, uh, beautiful girl, very uh, genuine and just so sweet. And uh, it's just an unbelievable thing happening in my life. It's just the biggest thing that's happened to me in a long time. That's for sure. That, did she great. know? Congratulations. I mean, you know, where, at what point did she know about uh, your relationship or about who she was? Uh, not until uh, until we found me you know, figure this out you know and wow. she i think she was more blown away than i was you know just you know wow. your your dad's tommy blah 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 you know so wow just really a wow. great story though. i didn't know you were tommy blah 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 I thought you were <laughs> he's been called worse <laughs> that's very she cool had the opportunity hey, anyway just, just to get off that for when when doug said he was playing in the hotel in vegas that was always a dream of mine to play in a vegas show stay in the hotel 
and be in Vegas and play every night like Buddy Rich used to do and Gene Krupa and, you know, Frank Sinatra and all that. I always wanted to do that. I never got to do it. We did a residency. I just say we did a residency in Las Vegas a couple years ago. It was awesome. Yeah. A lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now Vegas is all rock and roll back in, you know, the, the old days with Sinatra and everything. It was all the big band mm -hmm. and jazz yeah. guys. It's you all know, but, uh, Elton John and yeah. Celine Dion. And I, I went out uh, many times to see the Rock Vault because I was doing the King Cobra record with Paul Shortino. So I spent a lot of time out there and he was doing the, the King Cobra record and playing in the Rock Vault. And I remember yeah. we used to uh, smoke a doobie and go to the Rock, <laughs> rock Vault and go, oh man, this is cool. It was yeah, a really well-produced, it was a well-produced one. It was, you know? it was I seen Doug there many couple times. Yeah, I, I did playing. it for, I did it a little over a year and then I got, I just kind of got burned out on, on, um, the heat, <laughs> you know, it's so freaking hot yeah, out there. Yeah. And I, I still had my house in LA and I just, um, it was time for my boy to start going to school. And I was like, I think we're going to, we, we live in a pretty good for, for LA, a pretty good area. And, um, so I thought just get him back in school in LA. And so that's why I was kind of starting to be, how old is he now? How old is he now? He's, he's 11 now. He's, um, he's, wow. he's out shooting buckets, he's shooting basketballs right now, but he's, it's Good like man. Tommy. I'm so I'm so happy for you that that you. Yeah, that's it, unbelievable, it, dude. It, it, yeah, her that's name's a great story. Sierra. Sierra. <laughs> yeah, her name's Sierra Sanchergren. She's 31. We're actually. Where does she live? Where does she live? She lives out in the Phoenix area right now. But she's oh, okay. gonna, you know, she's very artistic. She's gonna go back and study film and photography. She's gonna go to the UCL Extension uh, courses. Yeah, what's really what's really great is when you get your kids cool. start growing up and they start doing their own thing, <laughs> something that they love. Yeah, like my daughter does special effects makeup for movies. That's great. You know? Nice. Uh, actually, Saturday she's up to nomination for that Bill and Ted's movie. Oh wow! Oh, that wow. Re recent one that she did the 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 guy with, that's all blue in that movie, and uh, you know it's really it makes you really proud when that stuff happens. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, even like when they're in school, even when they're in school, and they start like Doug, you know, you start getting awards in school, you go, wow, cool, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to school events. I remember I was always, I had my kids late, so I was always 20 years older than the other parents. Oh, yeah, like my daughter did that makeup for me. Wow. Get her on the show. I bet she got some great stories. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> wow. That was, uh, I did that with Alex Solka. You all know Alex Solka, right? Oh, yeah. The Solka. photographer. Oh, and Alex, I want to do a mad drummer. I want to do a mad drummer shot and have Bianca do the, the, the makeup. It looks so like an Alice Cooper show. Yeah, right? It's really crazy. <laughs> you know, speaking then, of someone, anyway, uh, it's really it's really cool. I'm sorry, man. It's really cool to have you, your son when he starts getting awards and oh, you know, yeah, little, awards from school and take home drawings and stuff. You I never got people. awards at school. I know. <laughs> you never even finished school. <laughs> you know, you talk well, about some of this drawing stuff. I mean, obviously Tommy with with Kiss, I mean, with all the licenses and all the merch and all the Kiss stuff. You know, one of the questions that someone someone's asking, actually, it's, it's two-part question. Number one, you got this big thing. Obviously, fan art is a really big Kiss thing. It's a big thing everywhere, but especially with Kiss, it just goes on and on and on. Is there any particular cool bit of fan art that you received? And the second part of the question, uh, I, I think Doc, Doc McGee told me that he had over 2,700 licenses of different Kiss merch that he's got out there. Is there any, like an official, is it a bobblehead? Is What do you have, Kiss merch, that's like on your mantle or on your desk? 
Oh man, that's a good. There's so much stuff, you know. I know. Uh, Twenty seven hundred. Right, I mean, it's it's you know, Kiss is definitely. I guess Kiss is the most merchandise and licensed, you know, licensed, you know, group or artist. Yeah. In, uh, oh yeah. In, yeah. In I mean, the only one that would come close would be the Beatles. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. because but the imagery, as you know, is just, you know, it's so ripe for doing all these kinds of things. And uh, that's one of my uh, new signature guitars, which is cool. And but yeah, there's, you know, cool. I just, you know, I, you know, it's just I got I got a question for Tommy. He didn't, he okay. didn't finish did the other one. How long? Well, but how long did it take you to do the makeup? <laughs> that's how that's, long did it take yeah, you to learn how to do it? That's the number one asked question of all time. Sure. Yeah, to learn it, to learn how to do it. How long you know, did it, it, take? It, it didn't take, you know, because actually, Carmine, when I was a kid, when I was. 12 13 years old i actually for halloween put kiss makeup on so oh. you know, so i've you know that's fun you were ready I've, I've been well versed so for a long time yeah <laughs> and uh wow. but you know usually it takes it takes me about an hour to put it on it takes you know we give it a couple hours but you know and when we wow. get ready every night that's the cool thing is that the whole transition of putting the makeup on and getting ready we all do it together in a room listen to music and uh you know that's a cool uh I can't imagine not doing that every night and, and uh, transitioning into, you know, into Kiss. Wow. But yeah, do you awesome. have a favorite Kiss merch? I, get, I need that answer. Um, <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't really answer that because I don't, you know, I love all that stuff, but I just, there's so much stuff. It's just hard for me to really put my finger on something. Sure. Yeah. You, know, you know, it was really fun looking at some of the, 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 the stuff about, uh, especially about uh, Doug and your career and all the side projects. I mean, the uh, literally countless side projects you've been a part of and uh, a lot of these tribute uh, albums and these salutes and i saw i saw <clears throat> that you did one for uh, for ronnie james dio and uh how cool was that was that like almost surreal for you that was um was that what, did we do that together Vinny? Was that, is that or the was one it? with everybody everybody's on it right yeah well, is that the one with me me and you with rob um rob halford and yeah that's right that's right. Rob Halford saying me, you, and Jeff Pilson. Jeff Pilson, yeah. We did Men on the Jeff Silver Pilsen. Mountain. I mean, it was bittersweet, you know, because, um, you know, obviously, I mean, I, I, would, I would give anything if we could still have Ronnie with us. But Holy shit. <laughs> What's Turn that? your phone off. I had my daughter calling. <laughs> She's probably watching. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, we just, we, we did a little bit different version, but, man, I just wish, you know, I still can't believe Ronnie's gone. It's been now, what, 10, 11 years now? What was it? 11, going on 11 years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I still picture him up in that house, you know, doing his thing, yeah. listening to sports radio and creating music and just, what a guy, Rolling man. joints. <laughs> Rolling, Rolling joints. <laughs> For sure. The um, best one, was Ronnie, Ronnie had such a funny sense of humor, too, man. People don't really talk about it that much, but. When you're on the bus with him, right, Vinny? It's like, oh he'd, yeah, he'd have you cracking up. He'd, he'd be, you know, he'd put his leg over and he'd, he'd kind of squeeze out a little fart, and and it was just, <laughs> <laughs> wait, he would, he would lift both legs up and he would light the fart. <laughs> oh dude. man! He, watch, watch, watch! Hey, you'll never hear you that on any other show. No, I, tell I tell you, you won't. <laughs> There's a reason. Since you, uh, br since you brought it up, I thought I'd get hey, detail. Hey, was that, that. A, a Cleopatra tribute record or, or somebody else? Uh, that was... Uh, that Cleopatra was, did all those things. No, I think it was this, Rhino. This was, this, was, this was Your Life. It was his kind of, I think, yeah. Wendy's official um, tribute oh, okay. record. It had a lot of 
Metallica, I think, was on it, and some uh, some others. But you know, I remember. I your... didn't... Sorry. Okay, okay. I was just going to say, Ron, to answer your question, I I basically, you know, I really only wanted to be in one band. I've been blessed with with being able to work and play guitar and and you know have a family that I can take care of because of that. But I just look at it like, hey, man be grateful to play, you know, it's like, I don't, yeah. I, I'll play, I'm going right. to, I'm not going to ever retire. I'm going to play until I'm dead. So. Right on, man. <laughs> We're in the dead daisies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a reason. Full Hold circle. On. But the, shh, but there the, you go. Shh. Nice. So Tommy, the, the, uh, the end well, of the road tour. Oh, look at, okay. There's my little. <laughs> who's that? You? That's me. So. Oh my wow. God! So here's what That's happened, real quick. No, here's what happened. We had uh, uh, we had Ace coming to do. I was telling uh, we we've had Ace, we've had Gene. Uh, no, this was for Gene. That's right. Gene was playing the Arcada Theater, and I did a like a promotional commercial thing, and I made it off like I was Gene. And I can't believe the amount of people who actually thought that was Gene. <laughs> Idiots! Wow! Oh look, who do hey, we have here? Is. That's Ruby. Wow! Is she beautiful? Thank you. How Ruby. old was she? Ruby, do you remember the other day when we heard, You're the last in line? Rock and roll, right, Ruby? <laughs> you like rock and roll? And you like Johnny Cash? Those old guys. Daddy, who are those guys, Daddy? Those old guys are scaring me. <laughs> no, she likes yeah. guys. She loves rock and roll. So oh, anyway, God bless uh, her. God bless her. So, Ruby. So, uh, end of the road. Ruby. So, that's going to continue, uh, right, uh, Tommy? The end of the road tour? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, of course, we've just been on hold like everybody else mm -hmm. has been. Um, and I figure that, I mean, it's kind of a month to month thing, depending on how our, the, the COVID, the, the vaccine rollout goes and everything. So, we're just kind of waiting yeah. to see. You know, there's dates scheduled. We're just, uh, I'm hoping that it all falls into place. So the yeah, question, yeah. besides how long it takes to put your makeup on, I got to think the number two question is after the end of the road tour and you guys start the uh, end of the road, but at the cafe tour or something, <laughs> have a dinner tour, whatever continues on. But after that, have you thought about what you might do? I mean, I guess where I'm going here, is there a chance for a black and blue reunion? Uh, I don't know about that. But I, I, think I, might, I think I might start a band with Carmine. Yes. There you go. Oh, Let's there go. you go. We just. All right, we just, then I'm uh, we just, we just cut. We... <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Perfect. Listen, and there's we'll a play. lot of people but that no, want him. A lot of people that want wait, him. Wait, if you wait. want to get into a band with him, you're going to be last in line. No, no way. No, no. Carmine, oh, wait. They can open. Hold on. Hold on. One at a time. One at a time. Let Tommy finish what he was saying. I was just going to say the reason. The reason we're the reason we're going to do that is because Carmine and I just cut a new track. It's really killer. That's right. He played on my new guitar, Zeus. Nice. Really? I, I do, Doug, I have a 20, 25th anniversary <clears throat> box set coming out. You're on it, and you're on it. I got a and, question. Uh, next week when we do Dweezil Zappa, he's on it as well. You know. I got so, a question for Doug. Well, he did a great job. You guys could open for me and Doug. Okay. Perfect. We'll do it. That would be an honor. Yeah, listen, Let's I, go. I toured with I toured a little bit with Tommy when you know um, on a couple. Was what Tommy like three years ago, you, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and the Dead Daisies were lucky enough to get some dates with Kiss, and I oh, I got yeah. to see Tom I got to see Tommy play every night, and I gotta yeah. say, man, he's awesome. I mean, I, honestly, my favorite part of the show was Shock Me. I gotta say, of course, <laughs> okay. of, of course, there's all the great songs. Of course, Paul 
has the best moves in rock and roll. Gene's like the, the, the king. Yeah. And, and Eric, but I, I just love that song, Shock Me. And the way you did it was amazing. And then the guitar solo stuff was awesome. And, you know, Eric Singh is a tremendous, really great drummer. He's an old friend. Yeah. And uh, he, was, he was discovered at my drum off in 1983 or four by Lita. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I know, I know Eric from way back then. He, and I remember when he was first with, with Kiss, and then he was the second guest on this show, actually, uh, like six, eight months ago, whatever it was. He's an awesome guy. I love Eric. And, He's and a great, great singer, guy. too. And great guy. Yep. Great Got singer, great killer drummer. I didn't realize he did Beth. I said, oh, my God. Yep. And when I heard it, I said, wow, what a great voice. Yeah. I didn't realize he sang so great. You know? Hey, Carmine, wow. did, did Gene and Paul ever talk to you about being in Kiss at any point? Way back, we yeah. talked about it, and then they said they wanted to get somebody new. But I, but I, because I had played on Paul's album, I was hanging out with Paul. I took Paul to Rod Stewart's party. The funny thing with Paul, we both went to a Midas muffler place. I had a, a big Jaguar that needed a, uh, a new muffler. So me and Paul went, you know, we both, you know, looking long hair and everything. Sure. And the guy behind it was like a long haired guy. He says, Hey, you guys musicians? And me and Paul, go, yeah, yeah. We What's the name of your band? We made up some stupid name, you know, and he goes, oh, cool, man. I play, too. I said, oh, good. And then he goes in and starts working on a car. Me and Paul crack up. That's he funny. should only know who he's got. And I was playing with Rod at the time. Yeah. And, you know, he was in Kiss, you know. And one other time, we went to see Angel. Remember Angel? Sure. Right? We were at the Long Beach Arena, and they had that big stage show. And me and Paul are like 10 rows back. He went with me. Again, we drove that Jaguar. And we saw these fans, like, pointing over to us, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, they must recognize Paul, you know. So I said, Paul, what do you think? He goes, oh, I don't know. I don't like all these, you know, we're in the middle of the audience guys. And they come <laughs> over and they start asking me for my autograph. <laughs> they didn't recognize him. Oh, That's boy. That's funny. Oh, that was hilarious. Now, Doug, didn't you, didn't you audition for Kiss, Doug? Yeah, a long time ago when I first got to L.A. And another tell thing that, that was uh, funny. Tell, the, tell, tell that story real quick about Gene's phone number and all that. Uh, he just Gene was funny. He's he just. He, I mean, look. The bottom line is, I I jammed with them. Eric was really nice to me. I just it was bizarre to see these guys without their makeup because it was like kind of like almost illegal. You're not supposed to. You're see talking about. You're talking about. You're talking about Eric Carr, right? <laughs> Eric Carr, and and then yeah. he he yeah. brought he brought me to see the guys and and uh and just I you know I, I was like I couldn't. <laughs> it's bizarre, you know, because I had only seen him with with the makeup, but. Um, we played together <laughs> and eventually they realized, you know, that, that, you know, I was just too young, you know, I really didn't have anything in common with them. And, uh, mm -hmm. later on, Eric said, you did a really good job, but obviously, you know, you need more experience and, and it, it's true. I mean, like you don't want to be hanging out on a, on the bus with somebody that you don't feel comfortable with or somebody that's too young or too, too old or whatever. Um, but anyway, it was a great experience and it really kicked my ass into like getting serious about about guitar because right. gene asked me he goes doug do you ever play major scales and i'm like what what's that <laughs> and he goes you know do, re, mi, fa, so. but the funniest one was the funniest thing was prior to that was um when i was a kid in philadelphia we there was a store maybe you guys may have been there once medley music in it was a really yeah. great store in in philly i did one, and, i did a clinic there once and uh there was a guy teaching guitar and he looked like Paul without yeah. what you would think. And he had the same, he had Paul's same hair and he had a, you know, a really good looking dude. But, uh, and I was like, 
it was, I was just, I think I was 11 and I was like, I'm going to get lessons from that guy. And it might, I think he's Paul Stanley really. Wow. But it turns out, of course, it wasn't. <laughs> That's funny. It wasn't Paul. That's funny. It's like seeing but, Buckethead with his makeup off. Can't, just can't do it. Yeah. That's illegal. Has anybody ever seen him? <clears throat> Have you guys? I don't know. I uh, he's he comes by by me plays probably once or twice a year and he drives up in this black like rapist van you know windows all blacked out and just all black his guy comes out that it's got I mean it almost looks like what you think that's what he looks like. But he I gets mean, on the van gets on the stage walks off doesn't talk to nobody it's the scariest thing. But he, has anybody ever seen this guy? Does anybody know this guy? I am. You can, yeah. If you Google it, you can see a picture of him. Uh, but it's very, very he, rare, man. Very rare. He's that guy is insane. He is so good. But <laughs> the other one that's really that good, Tommy. To did Did you guys ever see um, that Mrs. Smith, the guitar, the lady, the old lady that plays guitar? But it's not. I think it's the. Yeah. No, you, you I know, saw like, that. She's like eighty gotta, or something. I saw that. No. I saw that on YouTube. It's a. I don't know if it's a girl. I, I don't think it's a girl. I think it's a boy dressed up as the old lady. But oh. uh, Carmine, <laughs> you got to check this out, man. It's like she's wailing out these Steve Vai riffs, and <laughs> on the side of the street, and she's doing all the shapes and stuff. And it's just like Granny, you know. It's hilarious. Maybe get, it's just Steve's get her alter on guitar ego. Zeus. <laughs> oh, guitar Zeus. Yeah, get her on yeah, guitar. Right. Yeah, I got it on Katazus, the next one. Hey, hey, Tommy, do you ever uh, you ever get the urge to play the sax? <laughs> yeah. for, those, for those of you that don't know, I started out playing saxophone before I even played guitar, actually. Wow. You ever Back get the urge to grab one? You know, maybe I should pull it out on, with Kiss. I think that would be, uh, that would yeah, be that funny. Would... You know, with Blue Murder, Tony Franklin used to play clarinet. Really? You know, and we used to do like, he'd do a bass solo. And then he stopped the bass solo and take out the clarinet and stop playing the clarinet. <laughs> the audience went wild. And, you know, Tim Bogart was a sax player. No kidding. Yeah, and that's why a lot of his bass licks are so crazy because they're not normal bass licks. Yeah. Because he always thought like a sax player, you know. I just, I, I, I still have one, but I don't play it very often. Uh, <laughs> We'd love to see it. We'd love to yeah. see it. I mean, how cool would it be with you in full makeup all of a sudden? You yeah. put the guitar down and just come out and do like a little Kenny G or something. Yeah. I like to think maybe more kind of, uh, you know, uh, something cooler. Uh, you know, David do you, have, do you have, no, do you have a Edgar Winter or something? Edgar Winter. Edgar Winter. Yeah. Edgar Winter. yeah. When you uh, do money. the guitar solo by yourself, yeah. um, I'm sure you do that, right? A little bit by yourself. Sure. Yeah, so then you stop it all, so you whip out the thing, put it in delay echoes. Come and all, on. You know, and you go crazy, get on the floor. <laughs> the people awesome. would go nuts. It'd make every, uh -huh. it, it, the cover of Rolling Stone, I'm telling hey, you. If we see that in the Kiss show, we know where it started. Yeah, it right yeah. here. Hey, I, know I, think he wants, I know what he I was going to ask Tommy. He wants to stay in the band, right? <laughs> I know what I was going to ask Tommy, and I didn't give him a chance. Tommy, what's your favorite song to play in that catalog? In, ki in Kiss? Yeah. Oh man, probably like Black Diamond or yeah. Hundred Thousand Years, because there's you know there's some great stuff. I mean Ace did some really great stuff back then, and and uh, there's so many great signature guitar solos and stuff. Uh, but those two like songs their, have a their Black Diamond was like their their Stairway to Heaven kind of vibe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, kind of. I mean it was always the big uh, set finale at the end of the set, and uh, you know. But great stuff, you know, and great yeah. guitar uh, solos and great guitar parts. 
If you, hey, I gotta hop off of this. I gotta get on a call with my band. What? Oh my god! Oh, well, listen, wow. we'll all hop off listen. then. You guys, thank you so much, Doug Aldridge, Tommy Thayer, That's legends, awesome, man. also Back major run. rock and rollers, uh, with uh, with Vinny and Carmine, of course. Every Thursday night, we are here hanging and banging with some of the biggest names in rock and roll. And once again, I want to thank our very special guest, Doug Aldridge and Tommy Thayer. Have a great. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a Thank great you week, guys. Good luck to you. I know you'll be hitting the road soon. God bless us all, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you guys, Ciao. I just want to say thank you for your friendship. You Love you guys. Yeah, you yeah, too, man. Love you too, man. Well, yeah. Make sure, Thank you, Tommy, you guys. Doug. Everybody, Especially. make sure that you are sharing this. You are sharing. You are uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel. Make sure you like it. And make sure you, you tune in next week with our very special guests. Have a great week, guys. Until next yeah. week, we are hanging Bye-bye. and banging. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye-bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.